Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. Cool, and I'm still pretty positive, Chuck Monkler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who, we uh, yeah, we did it. We bring you Locked on Clippers five days a week. Mm-hmm. When can they listen to this? 7 a.m. Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday. Come hang. It's a heck of a hang. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a weekend recap. We got to talk that win over the Jazz. Huge feather in the cap for the Clips. And then we're going to dive in depth to that loss to the Nets, which we're just coming out of. Still pretty fresh. Disgusted by the end of that game. Uh, (laughs) A a little disappointing one. One very memorable call that I I, I think Charles, uh, it's going to go in his book of grievances. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about those in a little bit more depth. And then in the second segment, which is the freshies, we kind of talk about new guys to the roster. It's also the Luke Kennard progress report. Which I'll tell you what, not a whole lot to report. <laughs> not a whole lot of progress, that's for sure. Uh, and then in segment three, which is shavings, we, we just kind of wrap up everything else. We're going to talk about the six-game outlook that's remaining on the schedule that we have so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a new available rocket who the Clippers do not need. Uh, so all all that and more coming up in just a sec, but first, gotta let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Clippers Weekend Split Recap. A fully healthy squad beat the Jazz 116-112. to um, Woo! This yeah, was everyone, a good win. It was great. Everyone was questionable, but they played. Kawhi led the way with 29-5-4. I mean, just a kind of elite performance all the way around. Um, great game of basketball. Good to see the Clippers went small against the Jazz, uh, which was really nice. Bev and Morris both went 3-5 from deep. They were the only Clippers to hit more than 1-3, which is pretty astonishing. Yes. Um, but no, Ty Lue, this was a coach of the year performance. This was a great game. Yeah, absolutely. The way we came out in third. We I, we, we played well in this one. Uh, it, it felt great to get. However, we still split the weekend. We fell to the Nets, 112-108. to 108. Um, In this one, Kevin Durant was out from the Nets. Other than yep. that, I believe a healthy roster. Uh, and the Clippers, another DNP for Luke Kennard, which we'll talk we'll about talk more in the about. second Ugh. segment. But first, let's get into this one. What did we like from this game? Paul George. Yes. Um, yes. He played as well as you could have possibly played. He had Absolutely. 34, 6, and 7. Gave this one 110%, despite the minutes restriction. There were some turnovers, but Tyloo talked about this post game. That just is kind of a rust issue. So... I, they talked about it on the broadcast, too. Uh, they were talking about how the handle is kind of the first thing to go. It's like something that players pretty commonly yeah. reiterate. Um, and I think that's what we saw. You know, we saw a couple of loose dribbles. We, we saw it from Kawhi as well, um, and notably from Serge, who hasn't been out. But uh, <laughs> We'll talk about that in the next segment, too. Um, yeah, like the, the six turnovers was rough, but overall he did a lot on both ends of the floor. Was on that minutes restriction. You think we Oof. put this one away if Paul George is there? He was two of two, both shots from three in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so PG was taken out with like 247 left in the fourth. Yeah. It was a six-point game. I was pretty bummed out by it until I kind of remembered there was a minutes restriction, but it still felt like, dude, 247? Like, where are we at right now? Um, Pat Bev had fouled out, so we were down another shooter. Yeah, it was rough. I, I, you know, I think we definitely have a better chance at this one if um, PG can play. Kawhi Leonard also had a solid performance. He had 29, 13 boards, kind of quietly. Yeah. And then three assists. This game, 
came down to an atrocious offensive foul call on Kawhi Leonard against James Harden. The lane was wide open. He gave Harden a bit of an offensive player shove. Nothing egregious or nothing he got weird that we've seen. He got first when I saw the replay. Yeah. Like Harden leans into him, puts the elbow out. Kawhi leans back and is Harden extending the arm. Harden jumps backwards yeah. um, as high as great he possibly acting. can. Great acting. Phenomenal acting. Um you know, great from three to begin with, which was great. I don't put that foul call on him. I, you know, a lot. I think I'm Can't pretty fair with that stuff. Can't control the whistle. Pretty horrible job by that ref. Um, scoring In the replay, it was laughable. It's bad. I was at Staples and I let out a pretty audible bullshit that I hope wasn't caught by anyone who. <laughs> Charles is no longer allowed at Staples. <laughs> I might tournament. not be. Um, kind of rough in quarter four in terms of Kawhi shooting. He didn't score until pretty late in the quarter, but he had done so much up to that point that it was kind of hard to fault him for that. The team overall didn't quit in this one. This game looked horrendous at some times for the Clippers. Absolutely. Which we're going to talk about. Which we're going to talk about and what we didn't like. Yeah. Um, well, we liked one more thing from their defense, which was good. Look, we did a really good job challenging them at the arc. Uh, they shot 28% from three. They took a, right around their average. They took 38. Their average something like 37 point whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to see us taking more attempts from three, but I thought we did a really good job pressuring them from beyond the arc. I thought that yeah. that was good. However, it leads me into the biggest thing of what we... Uh, uh, one of the biggest things of what we didn't like, which Go is for it. the interior defense needs a lot of work. Um, look, we really dropped the ball on backdoor cuts. Uh, we got outscored 32-14 to 14 at the paint in the first half. Ended. We lost the paint 60-28. to 28. Uh, Very large mor- margin. And the thing is, is like... We talked a little bit about this system um, and and some of the coverages for the pick and roll where you know we're trying to force more floaters. The issue in this one was <laughs> doesn't we, work against this team. <laughs> well, it wasn't even the floaters. The issue in this one was they were too easily getting to the restricted area. Um, they took they took thirty shots in the restricted area all game, uh, and they made twenty four of them, uh, which is you know better than league average. Also, pretty easy to do when you're that close to yes. the basket. But the thing is, is looking at the number of like floaters that they took, um, it's it's really it, it's half of what they took in the restricted area. Yeah. So <sighs> they're getting better looks than just like the low the percentage floaters. floaters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and it was pretty apparent just watching the game. I mean, it was backdoor cut after backdoor cut. Serge uh, we Zoo. lost this game on a tip-in, on a DeAndre Jordan tip-in. Yeah. Zoo talked about it post-game about how him and Serge need to do a better job. But like, this was just frustrating from a defensive point, which is so weird because we held the Nets to 112 points. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the Nets put up 145 on us. This was yeah. such a winnable game, which is what makes this frustrating. So the hugest thing, the biggest takeaway for me in this one is is the turnovers. Oh, sloppy um, as hell. There was this game started like that's what I mean. Like there were times in this game when the Clippers were down six, but it felt like, dude, it sh- it should have been a lot more. Yeah, I mean, we gave up a ton of live ball turnovers. We gave up twenty seven points on seventeen turnovers, which is just about as bad <laughs> as like, you yeah, could possibly that's do. As horrible as it can go uh, in terms of turnovers, and you know, we still. You know, we still had a chance to to win this one. We stayed in it, um, which is good. Another thing that kind of bugged me was the three-point attempts in the fourth. Uh, We only attempted seven threes the entire fourth quarter. We were down ten. It's very weird. uh, And we hit three of seven. So, so it was like, working. It was working. I I would just overall like the, it, that's something I would like to see. I would like to see those attempts kind of inching up. Um, and I would even take maybe a you know a little bit of a fall off percentage wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Paul George, like I said, was 2-2 two, two from 3 in that last quarter. And then another thing, like, they didn't lose the game, but the bench definitely struggled to produce. This, this is, one. I think, my... This is maybe tied with the turnovers for me for a frustration from this game. Yeah. Only other one... There's only one Clipper in Double J, other than PG and Kawhi. It was Zoo. Yeah. We're not going to win games where only three guys score in double digits. I don't care how... Kawhi and PG played phenomenally this game, but you oh, still yeah. need guys to produce. Lou, two of eleven. Mook, two of seven. Um, it just, it just. The Nets wasn't, only played eight guys. Yeah, it just wasn't falling for any of those other guys, and it was really tough. I mean, Terrence Mann was put into some interesting situations on defense. He had to guard James Harden and Kyrie Irving. He had to run around after Joe Harris. Like the reps were good, but it, it's you know it. I don't know. There's only so much you can expect from Terrence Mann in those situations. I'm not trying to say he did a bad job. He did an as-expected job. He hit some outside shots, which was great, too. Yeah. Um, he was a bit of a spark in that sense. But, no, there was no bench. There wasn't even starter production other than Kawhi and Paul George. It wasn't even just the bench, you know? Yeah. Uh, Batum was kind of one of six. We're going to talk about that more in, in the freshies. Um, sort of what, what he's looked like since he's been back. Um, you know, a huge adjustment for sure. Surge, you know, he could not hit a three, but he... Oh, we're going to talk about that next time. But sure. he was four <laughs> of six, like, around the basket, which is better than he has Even been. more impressive, yeah. Like, which is better than he has been. Overall, I mean, like, if we get one of these things right, you know, like, I not even all... We don't even have to solve yeah. all these problems. If we, you know, had one of these things kind of taken care of or under wraps... Uh, this is this is a game that we put away, so I think that that feels good. Um, we let some we let Bruce Brown kind of beat us, which was very frustrating. Like you, like yeah, the backdoor cuts, like it was ridiculous. Like Kyrie and Harden are gonna make shots where you just shake your head and say, "Well, shit!" Like we can't do anything about that. But you can't let the other guys do that. Yeah. You can't let other guys get confidence. How are we feeling after this weekend split? Um. Honestly, I I'm I'm still feeling really good. I I it was expected. I, feel I said pretty it, good. Yeah, I said that we would probably split these games. Um, you know, we beat we beat the tough Western Conference opponent. We, we beat, beat the best team in the league. We we the best <laughs> team in the league. We beat the you know what could be a, a playoffs matchup. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta feel good about that. And I I feel like we did it pretty handedly. And then this Nets game, it was close. It was rusty. But we stayed in it. Yeah, and it was I'm a, still pretty pleased with the effort. If this this might not make any sense to anyone but me, but it felt like the game against the Nets happened on Friday and the game against the Jazz happened on Sunday. It was kind of offbeat rustiness where the team looked so good on Friday that how this team looked tonight was kind of markedly different. I'm not putting blame on anything for that, but it looked a little different. Um, yes, the Nets were down KD. People are going to point to that as a reason maybe we should have won, but you're still playing against James Harden and Kyrie Irving. We split the weekend. I don't, yeah. you know, everyone's healthy, no knocks. Let's move on. We got a six games that are, you know, we can go on a nice little run. Definitely. These games coming up, but uh, yeah. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the Luke Kennard progress report, oh as well as the God. freshies, which is just kind of where we talk about all the new guys on the squad. We'll talk about uh, Nick Batum. We'll talk about kind of a negative segment now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, it's a little bit of a downer, <laughs> but hey, stick around for it. Uh, but coming up b- before that, Chuck, where can I gamble? Oh, I know a bunch of places. Oh, you mean online? Oh, yes. online. Uh, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, and not just sports action. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with the Freshies, which is where we talk about the new guys. It's kind of become a co-Luke Kennard progress report. It's worthy of it. It's worthy of it. It's one of those things, so if you are not a regular listener of the show, Luke Kennard is kind of a puzzling piece right now. And he's also just an asset that we have committed to long term. And one of the few young, I mean, I would still call him a rotation-ready piece uh, that the team has moving forward. Yes, so, moving forward, correct. Where are we at with Luke Kennard this week? Well, he had a DNP against the Jazz. And a, All right. And a DNP versus the Nets. Woohoo! Uh, a very weird thing about the Nets game. Reggie Jackson got four random-ass minutes. Yeah, this, yeah. Which, A, why? B, I mean, he was just, playing really well previously. But I don't know. four minutes? Yeah. It's like, it's so, it's not, that's not a real amount of time. To like get anything going, um, it's kind of odd that like Kennard is just firmly the last guard on the bench. Like he just really is. Ty Lue talked about how yeah, I thought this quote was a little troubling. Yeah, depending on matchups, the team will go back and forth between Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard. Ty Lue said that Luke Kennard did tell him anything you need from me, I'm ready. No shit, you just signed a six million dollar contract. I'm sure you're kind of down for whatever happens. I guess I mean, that sounded negative, but I mean it. It is at least a good thing, you know. But. So that's, what, the that's the point we're at, though? So like, One yeah. or the other of Man or Kennard? So, like, what are the matchups, right? Because it's not against good point guards. We could have used the three-point shooting. We absolutely could have, but are they worried about the liabilities everywhere else? Because he's a better shooter than Terrence Mann, percentage-wise. Maybe yes. not in this moment, these past couple of days, because Terrence Mann's looked so good. But, no, What is? what are the matchups for Luke Kennard? We play the Wizards coming up, who have a backcourt where we're probably not going to see Luke, Luke Kennard. Kennard starts. We, yeah. We played the Grizzlies twice, who have a player in John Morant, who, I mean, I don't know where Luke Kennard's getting minutes in that. He's not going to play against the Celtics. I mean, maybe against the Celtics, but what is Luke Kennard's fit? It's not there right now. The yeah, progress this is, report has come to a screeching halt. This is, uh, it, it's really, really troubling uh, to see him get these <laughs> back-to-back DNPs. Uh, I had just, you know... A couple weeks ago. No one saw this coming. A couple weeks ago, the Celtics game, I, I really thought that we were starting to get it figured out. Um, yes. And since then, I mean, it's it's, it's just taken, worse. It's taken a full 180. I mean, it's the opposite of figuring it out. We've, uh, we're sweeping this one under the rug. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm worried about it. Like I've said, from an asset management standpoint, I think that if you can't make this piece work, at least next season, he can be, you know, that that salary can be trade filler in a package. Oh, wow. You're already... Um, are you punting on Kennard already? I am not. I okay. am not. But I'm saying, like, I feel like I, I feel like the Clippers are punting on him this season. I agree with that. And I'm not that mad at it. I'm confused. And I hope it turns better next year. But so we think about it this way. Lou Will is maybe gone next year. I don't know. Depends on the outcome of the season, man. And, like, if Terrence Mann keeps playing this well, he's just, at this point, this sounds rough. At this point, I hope he just takes whatever opportunities come at him and he does well with them. Yeah. He needs to do exactly what Terrence Mann did, which was take the spot away from him. Yeah. Terrence Mann took this spot from Luke Kennard, and he deserves it. I don't think anyone's arguing that at all. Like, it's not like... Man has shown more confidence. He's shown 
a, he obviously has a better ability to use you know his body what you're to get getting. boards. I think that that's like that's the thing you have to do if you're one of these kind of deeper rotation guys. Like, be consistent enough so at least we know what we're getting from you when you're on the floor. Like Terrence Mann, right now, you know, we know he's going to fight for rebounds. We know that he's capable of, you know, at least high effort defense on a, yeah. on an opposing guard. He stopped an oop in the Nets Clippers game that was like pretty clutch, and yeah. it led to a transition bucket for the Clippers. Yeah, um, he hit a couple threes. We're like, wow, and he added threes. Love it. Like he hits that early. It's great. Definitely with Can- Luke Kennard. It's I mean, what are we getting from him from minutes right now? It's it's very unclear. Because uh, there have been times where we are, you know, deliberately running sets for him. There's other times where he's just kind of camping out on the on the corner. I don't know. Putting pomade in his hair. <laughs> um, no, the progress report it bums me out. Um, all right, another fresh. We player. hope this isn't the last progress report. To be honest, you might be sick of these. I hope that this isn't. I hope that there is progress next week. If he to gets a, if he gets a DMP against the Wizards, we're suspending the Luke Kennard progress report. No. <laughs> um, moving on to Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka has had a bit of an up and down go these past couple games. Rough shooting out against the Jazz. Um, three of six from two, not bad. But he was one of five from three. He's been. So feast or famine from three this year from Surge. Yeah, break down these percentages. Last 12 games, 0%. 20%, 50%, 0%, 0%. Against Minnesota, he didn't take a three. 0%, 25%, 66%, 50%, 7.50. Or 75%. Like, there's no middle ground with Surge. He's not shooting 40%. He's not shooting 33%. He's making five of six or just putting up bricks like he's also not hitting post-ups there is a great tweet from la clippers film that was like hey guys just because serge Ibaka is calling for the ball in the post doesn't mean you have to pass to him he is on a he is unable to take advantage of those opportunities even sometimes when it's a mismatch um i you know i understand it against harder post defenders but there are times where he's posted up on a smaller guy and he's not really connecting Remember, I think it was against the Heat. It was Serge could not back down Jimmy Butler. Yes. Zoo comes in and was very much backing down Jimmy Butler. Yeah. There's there's just also not a lot of fear in his rim protection right now. He and this not- was against the Nets, which has teams where two dudes who don't fear anybody for rim protection. But yeah. it's just not it's just not there right now. It just feels kind of uneven for Serge. Yeah. Yeah, at least, you know, to his benefit, guys are communicating. It does still seem like they're trying to figure things out defensively, like both from a schematic point uh, as well as just executing as players themselves. So, yeah, I don't know. The the thing is, is the attempts are goofy, too, from three. Like the no attempts Um, against Minnesota. Like, I'd rather have him miss three attempts than not take any, because if you're not taking any, it probably means the ball movement's bad and the floor's not getting space. Yeah, yeah. Something get turned around. All right, one last note on on, on this fresh because what do we got for this one? So Nick Batum, yes. falling back to earth a little bit from three, uh, did God. have a concussion pretty recently. I was gonna say, God, <laughs> you got you just gotta assume that he's just getting his legs back under him, getting um, his brain back under him. Yes, uh, and it was like I said earlier, a rough night all around for kind of our rotation guys against the Nets. Yeah. Uh, he was 
0 of 3 from two-point percentage, 1 of 3 from 3 versus the Jazz. He only recorded two field goal attempts. Weird. Was 0 of 2 in those attempts. So I guess I, I just bring this up to say, you know, the attempts is a little surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. You would like to see him taking more threes, but it's only two games back. I'm not... And I'm not at all worried about it yet. It's yeah. just something worth noting. Just a possible trend to start. Just something worth sure. noting. Whew, man, a bit of a downer for the freshies. But hey, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta check the fresh. Is how it goes. Um, coming up after this, we're gonna be talking just kind of the six games coming up to close out the first half of the season, as well as talking about Boogie Cousins situation. But first, Will. I'm trying to eat healthier. What can I eat healthier? All right, so you got to check out Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, both nut and non-nut for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, sia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Mm. The thing about Built Bars is... They're a health bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they're healthy. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Makes them great for the keto diet. Yeah. Uh, And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can receive a free cooler with purchase, but you'll want to get on this. It's only while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome to the Freshies. Excuse me. Welcome to Shavings. I apologize. Where are you? I'm out of it, man. That ref call just took me out of it. Uh, We're taking a glance at these final six games of this first half of the season for the Clippers. We got the Wizards coming up on Tuesday, Grizzlies times two, the Bucks, Celtics, and then we end with the Wizards. So kind of an up and down schedule, you know? Um... Clippers are at 22-10. and 10. What do you think their record is after these six games? Hmm. Um. So, through these six games, I think that we go... I think that we can go... I think we go 4-2. and two. I think we go 4-2. and two. I think we're sitting at... Uh, like 26 and 12. Not mad at that. Um, which I'm not mad at. And I could see us winning, you know, it's, I feel like it's quite possible to win five of these games. Definitely. Um, and who knows, you know, maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they'll break off another little run. I think maybe we weirdly kind of drop one to the Grizzlies. It's, in the regular season, I think it's a little hard to beat teams kind of. And it might be a back-to-back. It is a true back-to-back. That's insane. Um, So that one, just because of weirdness, we might drop. But I think 4-2 and is comfortable to say. That Wizards game be a good opportunity to get back on track. Bucks Celtics is tough, kind of back. They're not back to backs, but they're they're kind of in between each other. Yeah. Um, happy we kind of bookend this with the Wizards for sure. We're one and a half games up on the Suns for third place right now. How are we feeling about that? We're a half game behind the second place Lakers. We're I think three behind the Jazz. I mean, it makes sense if the Jazz aren't like tearing the world apart We're right second. now. Yeah. Then like everybody in is you know like yeah. closer to just a half game within one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I I think that's perfectly acceptable. I think anywhere in the top four is is solid. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we still don't know, you know, the effect of, of home court advantage this year. What? At least there will be travel. Um, yeah. Even if it's, there are no fans, I'm assuming there's not going to be any fans. I So, I don't know. So, we were talking about this at the game tonight. Some teams are going to have fans in the playoffs, right? Like, some teams... I just don't know. I, I, I really I mean, don't the, know. You know there's if the teams not gonna in have, New York got fans right now, like... If they're not going to have fans at the All-Star game, I, I just don't know. I agree. Just the risk, the risk once you get to the playoffs becomes so much higher. For sure. There's there's just not time to rest a, you know, a, a key player for four days. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. I don't know that the NBA is willing to like take that type of a risk because they're the ones who get bit in the ass in that scenario. Yeah, right. Like you, you know, like right now, a, you have a game get... with fans. Some there's a contact tracing. Kawhi or whoever's out, or yeah. LeBron is out, or something like that. Because right now teams get call. punished. Right now yeah. it tarnishes your regular season record. It affects yeah. your seating. But you get to the playoffs. I mean, that's, you're done. That's gonna affect. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's that's gonna affect the NBA though. Like that's gonna affect their bottom line. So yeah. I would think that like directly. And they have a weird balance because their bottom line also. So I can't imagine how expensive playoff NBA tickets would be with limited capacity. Yeah. Right. So there's this weird. But they're thing not the, seeing that. That's not NBA profit. Right. So the NBA has to choose basically. Oof, I don't know, man. Because, like, so the Staples situation is, I think both the Lakers and the Clippers are doing the same thing. They were kind of supposed to assess every 10, ten games. games. Yeah, what's is up, what we were told. Yeah, what's up with the county and how they're doing stuff. That, we don't know about any of the conversations going on with that, but I don't know. Like, it's obviously not tied to the stay-at-home orders at all, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing, right? Like, yeah. they lifted the stay-at-home orders and they weren't like, well, everyone can go back to Staples. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. So that's something to keep an eye on, but... It's just going to be interesting. Like, say, you know, say the Magic make the playoffs and they have fans. Like, they've just had fans for so long now. Um, It's going to be, I don't know, man. It seems like, and I know this sounds maybe bad, it seems like the NBA is going to make the wrong decision. Yeah. You know what? Good right? call. <laughs> Good call. No matter what happens, it seems like there's going to be a wrong decision. Uh, heard a funny joke that Silver's just going to have the uh, the playoffs all in Atlanta. <laughs> Why not? Fans can come to the games, but no parties. <laughs> you guys don't be partying over there. Um, final thing in shavings. Boogie Cousins is not going to be with the Rockets anymore. He got his contract guaranteed, and then like 36 hours later, they were like, they're going to part ways or something. This is not somebody who helps the Clippers in any way. I don't even think I've seen people, once this was announced, this was another situation like with the Andre Drummond thing where no one tweeted at us. You were <laughs> we talking about a third center. Move. We were, but we need someone who can play some kind of defense. Yeah. And Boogie cannot. He's yeah. been robbed of it because of injuries. Also, something to keep an eye on for the people who are kind of antsy for the Clippers to make a move. Just keep an eye on if Fee gets released. If Fee gets released, the Clippers are absolutely signing somebody, but we're at capacity right now. Yeah. So Fee's the most logical person to not be on this team by the time the, you know, the Man. first half and Time to set up those fee notifications for all the wrong reasons. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, so that's just something to keep an eye on. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe my heart will be content. We will get Dwayne Dedman or something. Uh, anything else in shavings? No, I think that about wraps it up. Oh, yeah. I'm still mad about this call. I'm pissed off about it. I don't know. Frankly. Do you think that he'll get charged for a flopping thing? No. I, I think he'll get charged with a misdemeanor for theft. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Thank, we all everyone has a good uh, has a good start to their week. 
Despite this rough Sunday loss, the Clippers are still a fantastic basketball team and have just as good a chance to win the championship as anyone else, maybe even better. Uh, Tuesday's episode, Twitter Tuesday, so go ahead and send your questions into at LockedOnClips. A preview of the game against the Wizards. That's right. Which maybe will be a matchup for Luke Kennard to play in. Who knows? And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipland. Well, where can these fantastic people tell their ignorant friends to listen to us? <laughs> you can tell your wonderful friends uh, to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Uh, you can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It really, really helps us out. If you're an iTunes or podcast app listener, Go ahead, leave a rating and review. Uh, we'd love to know what you think. So yeah, as we mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd yeah. love to have your listen. It's been a good time so far. Clippers are still doing their thing. Thank y'all so much for listening. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>